If you enjoy listening to this podcast, we ask you to consider supporting it by making a one-time or reoccurring donation. Visit Mayflower's website at www.mayflowerucc.org and click on the Donate tab in the menu. Donations made to Mayflower's Communications Fund are tax-deductible and help ensure that this podcast is available. Thank you for your support. The sermon you are about to hear was preached at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church in Oklahoma City by the Reverend Dr. Lori Walkie, senior minister at one of America's premier liberal Protestant pulpits. At Mayflower, we are an open and affirming peace and justice church where we believe religion should be biblically responsible, intellectually honest, emotionally satisfying, and socially significant. We go now to the pulpit of Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City and to the preaching and teaching of Reverend Dr. Lori Walkie. Good evening and welcome from Mayflower Congregational United Church of Christ where no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. Today is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, a time when we let go of what no longer works or maybe never worked, and in doing so, we make room for the life God imagines for us, a life in which faith, joy, and hope flow over the edges. So let us begin this season with that in mind, that Lent is a time for us to become full to the brim, a time to refill our souls so that we can say along with the psalmist, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Let us pray together. God of ashes, we are tempted to share pieces of ourselves, but not our whole selves. We want to hide the parts of our hearts that are broken or hard, hoping no one will notice. Even still, we know we have plenty to confess. The good news is that you, Holy One, are always inviting us into a richer faith, a deeper love, a more compassionate existence, We trust scripture to be true, that God is abounding in steadfast love. So we will work to bring our whole selves to this moment, the good, the bad, and the complicated, trusting you to work out the knots that threaten to tangle us up. With grateful hearts we pray, amen. Tonight we read from the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 1 through 2 and 12 through 17. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes 
Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, where is their God? Here ends the reading from our tradition. May God grant to us wisdom and courage for interpretation. This passage from the book of Joel does not feel like a gentle entry into the season of Lent. It comes across as a little fire and brimstone. It comes across as a lot of fire and brimstone. The text has all the right phrases for a come-to-Jesus altar call. Fasting, weeping, mourning, darkness, rending. It has that strong vibe of confess and repent as a way to thwart coming disaster that we've come to associate with biblical prophets. And that's, that's often how we think of Lent, a time of reminding ourselves just how much room we have for improvement, a time of emptying ourselves, a time of confessing our complicity in the way things are. And if we can just be sad enough or lament enough or feel guilty enough or give up enough, then we can maybe avoid some terrible ending. But honestly, I just don't have it in me this year. From what I can tell, we are doing the best we can most of us are well aware of the ways we fall short, how we could be doing more, how we should be doing differently, could be, should be, could be, should be. Fortunately, there are a few verses just for priests and ministers in this passage that touch on this exhaustion. In verse 17, you heard it, between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. While neither priests and ministers of the Lord of ancient Israel are exact parallels to contemporary clergy, they are certainly comparable. The ones who are responsible for the liturgical work of the community, liturgical work is the catch-all phrase we use for praying and blessing prophesying, thanksgiving, singing, speaking words to God, and sacrament sharing. It also regularly involves us reminding the whole, the body, that we have sins to confess and repent from, 
which isn't always well received. And sometimes it's not what the beloved community needs. It's easy to miss given what we're used to hearing as we begin Lent, but in this particular text, the clergy are not charged with pointing out sin in the community, but praying for the community to the point of tears. And I know the feeling. Most of my colleagues are indeed worried about our congregations, worried not so much about what anyone is doing wrong, but worried more about our collective and individual physical and mental health. It's not that we think everyone is perfect. I've received some emails. <laughs> it's just that we see everyone doing the very best they can right now. And what we could all really use is some encouragement and comfort. It's, it's not just pastor intuition, of course. The World Health Organization reports that in the first year of the pandemic, global prevalence of anxiety and depression increased by a massive 25%. And we know that's low because people don't report. While it's not obvious at first glance, this passage from Joel speaks to how we might respond to our current reality in the season of Lent a bit differently than we normally do. Scholar and theologian Reverend Dr. Will Gaffney invites us to see this text not as the work of a fire and brimstone preacher telling us to turn or burn, but a call to rededication, a call to draw closer to God in times of trial. She lists several reasons for this, including that there is no specific charge ever laid out against the people for which they need to repent. She also notes that the people are not blamed for the catastrophe they have experienced, which we learn about in the first chapter. It was an ecological and therefore economical one. Bad things happen. Dr. Gaffney points out that the entire community, which includes infants and children and elders, the entire community is called to rededicate themselves to God, which makes it even less likely that there is a specific sin from which the people could repent and make everything better. So instead of repentance, the text is actually asking us to re rededicate our living and breathing to draw closer to God. In verse 12, we find the word shuv, a verb primarily used to describe turning back to God through repentance, but it is also translated as return, refresh, restore. In this Ash Wednesday moment, we have the chance to set some intentions for the next six weeks, intentions that can bring us closer to God, described in the text as grace and mercy, patience and steadfast love. As you come forward in just a minute to receive the imposition of ashes and a blessing, I want you to consider what it is 
that will do that for you? What is it that will help you draw closer to God? Perhaps you have not had a minute to think about it until now and you're panicking like it's New Year's Eve and you haven't settled on any resolutions. Quick, what should I give up? Or what should I take on? We often think of this as something that requires big sacrifice, painful denial. The more it feels like punishment, the better. Or perhaps you have actually considered a ritual for Lent and have come up dry. It may even be that you cannot imagine how a blessing will come out of life as we currently know it. But that is the paradox of Ash Wednesday itself. On this day, we bless dirt, as my friend Courtney says, ash and oil mixed together and mark our skin and we pray that somehow it becomes a blessing, trusting that God is working in ways we cannot see. We but need only to open our hearts or to use Joel's words, to rend our hearts, to turn away from those things that have led us to exhaustion and fear. Like when we speak before thinking, hurry when there is no emergency, listen without hearing, interrupt when waiting would do just fine, when we work without resting, look without seeing, when we decide without knowing, but once we have turned our hearts away from those things to return to God, to restore the presence of grace, mercy, patience, and steadfast love in our lives, then we can be filled to the brim. So let this season of Lent be a time of returning to deep inhales, and long exhales of looking up at the night sky, of, of sitting in the sun, even if it's for just a minute, of stretching before we get out of bed, of drinking more water, of sending a note of appreciation, of doing the little things that seem unimportant until the cumulative absence of them has us feeling without comfort, has us feeling lonely, down, without assurance. These are the ways we restore our sense of community, restore our faith as caretakers of this world, restore relationships that have been broken by time or inattention, and that includes relationships with ourselves. Return, restore. These are the touchstones of this season of Lent. Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. This is the moment to make the first move, beloveds, and the good news is that you need only be willing to open your heart. As we leave this place, may we be awestruck by the beauty of this world. May we be the first to confess, the last to lose hope, and always tender-hearted. 
In our living and breathing and being, may the Spirit of God fill us to the brim. And now, let us go in peace, pray for peace, wage a little peace, and love one another, every single other. Amen. You've been listening to the preaching and teaching of Rev. Dr. Lori Walkie, Senior Minister at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church in Oklahoma City. More information about the church can be found at www.mayflowerucc.org or by visiting Mayflower's Facebook page. Worship services are every Sunday at 10 a.m with Sunday school classes for all ages at 9 a.m. Mayflower is located on Northwest 63rd Street in Oklahoma City, one block west of Portland. Thank you for listening.